Isaiah chapter 6. When you find it, if you would, stand with me. Why do we stand? The Bible says that God magnifies his word above his name. Amen? And uh, we need to honor, just a, a special time, we honor God's word um, just for a moment. Amen? So why I say that as well is make sure you're honoring him in your heart. It's like the little boy uh, being very, very disobedient, rebellious, and uh, he would not uh, sit down. They were telling him to sit down, and, and he said, uh, finally they got him to sit down. And he said, uh, the adult said, now, are you, you, doing, you you're doing okay now? You, you, you finally obeyed. He said, yeah, I may be sitting down, but inside I'm standing up still. So what, what are you going to do with, a, with somebody like that, amen? And it doesn't matter if you try to make somebody do something. It, uh, it matters what's going on on the inside. And I hope you're here today um, standing up on the inside. You know, and I, nobody can make you do that. That's a decision um, you might be standing up physically outside right now, and everybody can see you, uh, but it doesn't matter because it's what's going on on the inside that, that really matters. And we have Sandy, she's, she's sitting down, but I know she's standing up on the inside, amen, and that's what matters. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So some, some are sitting down for uh, health reasons and so forth, but it, it's about honoring the Lord on the inside and making sure that you're here with heart. Same thing when we sing. You're singing from your heart. And uh, we need to be people with heart. That's what matters. And we're going to see that today in Isaiah 6. We're going to read the first verse. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the, also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Lord, thank you for your word. Pray you bless it now. Thank you for everybody here. And Lord, it's great to have a church to go to. Uh, good people, lords, uh, being surrounded by, by brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord. It's a safe place from the world and from everything, Lord, uh, that is going on outside these doors. And Lord, may we bring nothing, none of that in here. But Lord, we need you. We're looking to you now. I pray that you bless us with your word. Thank you for your word, Lord, and preserving it. I pray, Lord, now you'll use it in a great way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. In the year that King Uzziah died... Uh, now, this is Isaiah, and if you read the book of Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, if you know about prophets in the scriptures, prophets are just the preachers, amen, that God had raised up to preach to the people. Uh, you had the Levitical priesthood, but God never, uh, the Levitical priesthood was only a, a symbol of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, amen, all the formality of, of them taking the animal sacrifice, it all represented the Lord, but the prophets of God, the preachers of God would preach what the meaning was, amen, as Aaron, uh, Moses' brother, would uh, perform the sacrifices. Moses was there preaching uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says. And it's important to uh, see that in the scriptures that all God's plan represents Christ. And God says, I've always sent my prophets warning the people before the judgment. I've always sent my prophets early uh, warning God's people uh, to turn and to redirect them to the ways of God and the will of God and so forth. And the prophet Isaiah, if you read the book of Isaiah, you will see Christ from chapter 1 all the way to the, to the very end. Amen. Uh, chapter 66, God's word is amazing. And the Lord Jesus Christ is from the beginning to the end because he is the Alpha and Omega. Amen. The beginning and the end. Uh, 
But here we have Isaiah. And Isaiah was a prophet to King Uzziah. And Uzziah was a great king. And we're going to see that if you would turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 26. 2 Chronicles 26. You'll find Samuel, then you'll find the kings, and then you'll find Chronicles. 2 Chronicles 26, and we're going to see here King Uzziah, King Uzziah, king of Judah, uh, in verse 1. He was only 16 years old when he began to reign, so he started young. He was young when he became king, but King Uzziah had the prophets of God around him, amen? And God always had prophets preaching to uh, God's people and God's leaders. If you read in Nehemiah, they prospered through the preaching of the prophets. That's what God, why God sent the prophets. God, they were preachers and the people prospered while they, while they obeyed the word of God uh, through the preaching of the word of God. And Uzziah, uh, at that time, uh, he was a young man. But thank God for uh, the Lord always being faithful and giving us what we need and sending the preachers our way and telling us and redirecting us where we need to go. And sometimes we know we, where we need to be, but it, it takes somebody to tell us to help us get there. Amen. Uh, a little kick on the behind or, or a little helping us uh, turn our, our head and redirect us to the chalkboard. Amen. To pay attention and so forth. Uh, sometimes we need that. 2 Chronicles 26, let's read in verse 1. All the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father, Amaziah. Uh, let's go to verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord... Now, Zechariah, the prophet, if you read the book of Zechariah, we have Zechariah, the book of Zechariah, lines up with Revelation. All the end times. It's amazing. A book in the Minor Prophets. But look at this phrase here. As long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Now, this is our goal, is to keep seeking the Lord. Now, our, we will seek the Lord when we're in a pit and we need help getting out. We will seek the Lord when we're in despair. Uh, we will seek the Lord in, in times where uh, we have lost control of our life or lost control of a situation and that's what drives us to seek God. Or maybe uh, you're diagnosed with something and you, you, uh, you've got bad news or something and you start seeking the Lord. You know, and God uses those things in our lives to help us seek Him. But if you seek God when, when nothing is making you seek Him, that's when it's coming from your heart, really. The other times is almost uh, you're sorry only because you got caught type of faith, right? But... Listen, when things are going well and you're seeking and you start seeking God, uh, when you're real busy in your life with work and you start seeking God, uh, despite of uh, uh, any all the things that are pulling on you and taking your time and attention, that's when you know your heart wants to seek God. Amen. And when you show God that you want him and you show God that you are putting him first place and you show God that you mean business, and that's what that verse is talking about. When Uzziah did that, God made him to prosper. Now, you could spend your life trying to make yourself prosper, or you can just let God do it for you. Amen? Amen? Uh, you remember when 
the disciples, they went out all night rowing. Do you remember that story? They were rowing and rowing and rowing and fishing and fishing and fishing and dragging the nets and they were rowing uh, and they caught nothing. And then Jesus appears and he just says, cast your net on the other side and, and lo and behold, they drag in all these fish. You see, all you need is Jesus to appear in your life. All you need is him to show up on scene and all that you labored for, you're going to find out you were just wasting your time, just wasting life, wasting energy, wasting strength, wasting breath, wasting resources without Christ. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Would you pray today, God make me to prosper? You know, God is no respecter of persons. He will make you prosper. There's people who will not come to church because they seek after something, an opportunity. But the greatest opportunity you have in your life is to seek after God. He is the greatest opportunity. He is the greatest thing that any of us could have. And we all could have it. You know, you might not have the ability to uh, run a business or manage some things, but you have the ability to seek God with your heart. You might not have the ability to uh, uh, be rich and famous and popular, but you have the ability to seek God with all your heart. And those things that I just mentioned, are, uh, in the end, are all worthless and vain, but they that seek the Lord with all their heart, the Bible says you'll find him. And when you find him, as the Song of Solomon said, I have found him whom my soul loveth. And when your soul is made complete, you have no need to seek anything else in this life. You are at rest. You are finally able to sit down and rest because you have it all. The Bible says that we are made complete in him who is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You see, you may think you have Christ and I may think I have Christ and I'm saved today, I'm a saved man, thank God. Not because of my works, but by the blood of Jesus Christ that saved me. The only thing I did was call on the Lord Jesus Christ and I got saved, amen, he saved me. And that's how you get saved, you gotta call. Uh, from with the heart, by the mouth, the Bible says, and for whosoever shall call, they shall be saved. Amen? You know, some people believe, but they never call. Can't be saved. Why? Because if it just stays in there, you got to act on it. That's when faith is born. Faith without works is dead. You need that. When you believe with all your heart and you make that call, that's where salvation is. Amen? Amen. You ever feel sorry? You can mean it in your heart, but if you never tell the person, what good is that? And it's the same thing. God, save me. That's it. You got saved. Praise the Lord from the heart, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, the Bible says. But when you have Christ and you have a heart to seek Christ, seek him with all your heart, you have it all. Let's go to verse 16 of 2 Chronicles. 
God had prospered Uzziah. And Uzziah was a great king. But in verse 16, but when he was strong, you see, when God, with God's blessings include everything. Prosperity, strength, blessing, peace, love, all those things. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against his God. And he went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And that was not his uh, position to do that. There were set positions of the priesthood to perform the burning of the incense in the temple of God. In verse 21, the Bible says, And Uzziah the king, uh, and God, God cursed him for doing that uh, with leprosy. In verse 21, Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death and dwelt in a several house. That means a separate house. He had to keep away from everybody. So he died alone. He died away from everyone. Being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. This was a result of his heart turning away from God. His heart, the Bible says, when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Now let's go back to the book of Isaiah. This is Uzziah. Now Uzziah was still a great man, still a great king. And I don't like to hound on people's mistakes. And I definitely don't like to uh, down any person in the scriptures uh, whether I believe they made mistakes or, or not, uh, all I do is look what the Bible says about them, amen? Uh, and make sure that we give honor to whom honors do. And I believe Uzziah was a great king. And in Isaiah chapter 6, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne. And when Uzziah died, he died a leper. And uh, Isaiah was a prophet after Zechariah, uh, in, the, in the, the end of King Uzziah, Isaiah was there, and Isaiah was his prophet. He was his preacher. He was his mentor. And it's a, it's a sad thing when you lose your king, when you lose your leader. And Isaiah must have been going through a hard time during this time. It struck his heart. They lost their king. The king died. And they, they seen a great man fall. And I've seen great men fall in my life, and it hurts your heart when a leader falls. When a good leader falls, uh, it hurts your heart. Uh, as the Bible says, how uh, the mighty have fallen. Uh, the faithful fail from amongst the children of men. And you don't know how great uh, that, that person is until they're gone or until they have fallen. And the shoes that they filled and the people that they supported and the people that they helped. And King Uzziah was a great man. But in the end, his heart turned away from God and started relying on his own strength. And the Bible says that God cursed him with leprosy. You see, what was going on on the inside, God just brought out to the outside. That's it. He said, why would God curse him with leprosy? He's the king. Wouldn't God help him? God just revealed what was already in his heart. And may I say this, uh, be sure your sin will find you out. Uh, you can only pretend so long. You can only live so long uh, with what's going on on the inside. And may I help us and uh, remind us all uh, that we all need to just seek the Lord while he may be found. As 
Uzziah was a young man when he was unfit because of his age, when he was unable, when he had no strength, when he had no wisdom, when he had no abilities. It drove him to seek God with his heart. And God took that young man's heart, as fragile as it was, as yearning uh, to do right as it was, and uh, to plead with the Lord, Lord, if, if you would just bless me and help me and stay by my side, I'll serve you and I'll do you right and I'll, I'll be with your people and I'll serve your people. And God blessed his heart and God blessed Uzziah. But when Uzziah got older, he, it came to a point where he didn't need God anymore. He was too strong uh, for, even for himself. And he didn't have time for God and he didn't have time for the things of God. Uh, why? Because in his own heart, he was lifted up with his own pride and his own strength. And he was lifted up so much that he went into the temple of God and pushed out the priest and said, I'll do this on my own. Uh, I, don't need, I don't need God. I don't need anybody. I'm going to do what I want to do. And Uzziah went in there and God cursed him and brought out what was already on the inside of his heart. Leprosy, the Bible says, represents sin. Amen. And he brought out what was on the inside and put it on the outside. And because of that, he was isolated from the temple of God. He was pushed out. But you see, that was already going on on the inside, probably for many years. Uh, what was going on the inside, he was only able to carry so long and pretend. Uh, but once it became known, that's when Uzziah had no strength. That's when Uzziah uh, could, had, couldn't defend himself. But who are we trying to please here? Who are we trying to live for? Are we trying to live for each other? We are here to look at God. We are here to serve God. And Fred, you don't have to pretend. You don't have to act. You don't have to do anything. We are here for God, and God sees you as you are. God knows who you are. God already knew who Uzziah was. But God still allowed him to go in there. But when it was revealed on the outside, the leprosy, that's when they pushed him out. Uzziah, you're not allowed in here. You have leprosy. Oh, but he already had the leprosy way deep down inside. God still accepted him. God still says, Uzziah, you can come. You're the king. You're my man. I'm giving you time. You know, God's mercy endureth forever. His long-suffering toward us word is amazing. His compassions, they fail not. His faithfulness is great. It's always there. But there comes a time where we reap what we sow and our sin finds us out. And it can only uh, endure but for a moment because it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. And when sin grips, gets a grip on us and the devil sets a snare and we uh, fall in it and sin starts uh, festering in our heart and in our soul, we become isolated from the temple of God. You see, the temple of God is not a temple made with hands that is on this earth. The temple, true temple of God is in heaven where the blood of Jesus Christ is, amen? And the temple of God uh, and the altar of God has the blood of Christ that cries out for you. Forgive him. Forgive. Uh, look, oh, look past their sins. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin, amen? That's the importance of salvation. And once you're saved, you're always saved, praise God, because the blood of Jesus Christ washes away all sin as far as the east is from the west. In Isaiah chapter 6, uh, Uzziah 
when he died, Isaiah saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. You see, it was a time when they had, they, their king uh, died and the throne was empty for so long because Uzziah had to live in a separate house. He could no longer sit on the throne. They had to go and say, Uzziah, King Uzziah, what would you like done here? But they couldn't talk to him face to face anymore. Why? Because his sin had worked its way out. He was segregated. He was separated. He would not be allowed anymore to enter into the church house. He would not allowed anymore to be sitting on a throne. And when he finally died, Isaiah was going through a hard time. And when he got down on his knees, in the same time Uzziah died, uh, Isaiah looked up and he saw the Lord, amen, sitting on the throne. You see, God will never uh, leave his throne. You can never dethrone God, amen. There's nothing that will ever remove God from off the throne. There's no uh, cancer. There's no leprosy. There's no problem. There's no uh, dilemma. There's no anxiety. There's no uh, sickness. There's no sorrow. There's no sadness that can ever take God off the throne. Amen. Isaiah saw God. He saw the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. The temple, the true temple was in heaven. Not the one that was on earth at that time that Uzziah went in and, and uh, defiled. No, you can't defile the true temple of God. For that is the temple where the blood of Jesus Christ rests and cries out for you and me. And the glory of God filled that place, filled the whole temple, filled it from beginning to end like a train, filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims in verse 2. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. You can see God's glory uh, from every bird that sings amazing grace. Amen. From every worm that crawls out of that dirt, from the sunrise from the moon in the sky, from every star set in its place. And as we look around, from every different person that we see that God has put his hand on, we see the glory of God that fills this earth. And the Bible says in verse 4, And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. That's the word of God that shakes the doorways amen, of every heart, of every man, woman, and child. And the Bible says, And the house was filled with smoke. Verse 5, Then said I, Woe! Is me. You see, when people get a glimpse of God sitting on a throne, you see, when, he, when people get a glimpse of the holiness of God, you, you, you cannot rise up and say, God, I'm here standing with you. No, you will fall flat on your face and you will say, woe is me, uh, for I am undone. It is not an easy thing to be undone. You see, to be undone uh, means that all that you built yourself up in your life as will crumble and be undone. You know, Uzziah was a strong king, but as he got older, the Bible says his heart was lifted up, and because of his strength, his heart was lifted up. You know what? Uzziah, all he had to do was become undone. It's not easy to become undone. 
we get so prideful, we get so arrogant, we get so complacent, we get stuck in our ways, and, and uh, nothing can move us, not even God himself, but, and he sends something our way to, to uh, uh, move us, like, like leprosy, or to reveal something that's in our heart, or to uh, show us uh, who we really are, and then we become undone. But blessed be any man and woman that, that has a heart to seek God uh, without God having to send a sorrow or a tribulation or a trial. Listen to me. Uh, God is still on the throne. And any man and any woman and any child that seeks God shall prosper. Isaiah said, woe is me. Woe is me, for I am undone. It's a hard thing to become undone. As a man, you have to unravel. You will drop your pride. You'll drop your ambition. You'll drop your uh, dreams, your goals. And you'll fall in the presence of God and become undone. As a woman, you'll drop all that you have and fall in the presence of God. And you'll lose everything you have. You'll lose your uh, sense of strength and sense of security and fall in the presence of God and become undone. And be willing, Lord, Whatever happens, happens. I just want to be uh, used by you. I just want to uh, gaze on your face unveiled and see the glory of God and see who I am. And God, help me because I am, let's finish the verse, because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Listen, any of us that see the glory of God will become undone. Any of us that see and get a glimpse, a little glimpse of God sitting on his throne will become undone. You will see not a God who accepts your sin or accepts your lifestyle. It, you will become undone. You will see a God that does not accept this world nor its ways. It will become undone. For God is on the throne, and he's holy, and he's righteous, and he's just, and he's right even in his judgments. And everything will become undone in the presence of God. God does not accept any person. Uzziah walked into the temple thinking that God would accept him. God did not accept him. The one that God had blessed the one that God had established on the throne. Uzziah is a king of Judah, the lineage of David, but God did not accept him. God only accepts one. That's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He could never say that about me, but because now I am found in Christ Jesus my Lord, I am one of the beloved. And God can look down on me and say, you have my son's blood on you. I'm going to pass over. Isaiah saw the Lord. He said, woe is me. Isaiah was a man of God. He was a man that prayed. He was a man that preached Christ. He was a man that lived for God and did everything God wanted. 
I could never measure up to a man like Isaiah. But when Isaiah got even in the presence of God, he said, woe is me. I am no good. I'm just a sinner. And I am undone. Meaning, Isaiah, all that you are, as great as you are, is nothing compared to the glory of God. And you will become undone. You know, it's not easy becoming undone. And sometimes God has to push it a little bit. Sometimes you, you wonder why maybe you lost a job. You wonder why you went through a trial. You wonder why you went through a sickness. Maybe God was trying to help you become undone. I hope and pray that through that time you looked up instead of looking in the mirror. I pray that uh, through that time you looked up and tried to see the glory of God. And allow God to continue his great work in you to become undone. After you become undone, that's when God can build you back up to the person he originally intended you to be. If Uzziah would have became undone in his strength and would have just kept seeking God as he did originally when he was 16 years old, Uzziah, what changed? What happened? Why did you become so strong? He became so strong that he didn't need God anymore. But blessed are those that are weak, amen, in Christ, for they shall be strengthened. For when we are weak, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. For when I, when I am weak, then I am made strong, because he is strong. Uzziah, why did you become so strong towards your own destruction? If Uzziah would have just turned his heart back to God and would have became undone, then God could have used him further. Towards his own destruction, in the end, the sin of his heart just worked its way out. You know, why does God allow these things to happen? Did you ever realize most of the time it's what I've sowed? And I'm just reaping. I'm reaping what I sowed. You know, when you plant a seed in the ground, it doesn't come right away. So it gives us temptation to play with sin a little longer. Oh, nothing happened. Oh, you planted some big seeds, though. And it's coming. Nothing happened, though. I'm going to do it tomorrow again. Nothing happened. I'm going to do it tomorrow again. And nothing happened. And then the rain comes. And you got all these little things sprouting up in your life and in your heart. And you say, what is this? This is what you sowed. This is what you reap. And you say, God, why is my life like this? What's going on? Well, this is what you sowed. Do you need any help? Now I'll figure it out on my own like I always did. And you continue. And you try to uh, cover those things and you try to deal with it accordingly. But sin, uh, you can never get a grip on sin because sin has a grip on you. So those things keep sprouting up and God comes and says, do you need any help? No, God, I'm, I'm fine. I, I got control of the situation. I can handle it until... It gets out of control. And then you cry out and say, God, help me. 
My life is a mess and a wreck. Why is it like this? And God says, this is what you sowed. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. But when you look back in that time, you will see God's hand of help and instruction through the whole thing, of mercy, of love and compassion. For God is a good God, even in our sin. And the goodness of God leads us to repentance and allows us, thank God we have a God that allows us to return. Thank God we have a God that allows us to rise up. Thank God we have a, a God that takes us back. But God wants us to become undone before that happens. To get on our face before him and see who he really is. And when we become undone and we lose ourselves before sin gets us 100% and we unravel ourselves, every bit of us, with nothing held back. Lord, you can have this side, but don't touch that side. When you become undone, you forfeit everything. God, you can have this part of my life, but I'm not giving this up. No, when you become undone, you give it all up and are willing for God to take any part of anything in your life. And when you become undone, you have nothing to offer, nothing to go back to, nothing to give, nothing to receive, because you are undone. Like a ball of yarn all unraveled on the floor, you are undone. And watch what God makes out of you. Isaiah was undone. And he got to behold the presence of God. And he rose up, and God used him in a mighty way. Hence, we have the book of Isaiah, one of the most powerful books of the Bible. Isaiah saw the Lord Jesus Christ and he wrote about him throughout. And his life represented it. May your life change as you behold the glory of God and become undone. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray, oh God, that you would take now and use this invitation, Lord, as we have, Lord, the devil working and, Lord, fighting us. Lord, there's somebody here that God is trying to get attention of. Lord, may we become undone. May we gaze upon your glory. May we see your face, O oh Lord, and behold you as Isaiah saw you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. I pray, O oh God, now that we would rise up and bow before you in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Let's all stand. May I invite you down to this altar. I ask God, God, would you unravel me? Show me your glory. As I come in your presence, may I become undone. That you may build me up into a new creature.
Amen. If you would be seated for a moment, we have a baptism. Amen. Uh, our dear brother Ethan got saved last week. Amen. And he's come forth to get baptized. Baptism, what does it represent? Now, there's many baptisms in the Bible. A lot of people confuse this. But water baptism represents Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. And it's a symbol. Water baptism is a symbol that I got saved, and I want to show the church, and I want to pledge to the Lord that I'm going to walk in his life. Amen? So it's a, the first step of obedience, what we call uh, water baptism, the first step of obedience after someone gets saved, after they receive Christ. And it's a symbol that they're going to walk with the Lord and that they're going to uh, fellowship with the believers and show everybody, I got saved and I want to walk with the Lord. And Ethan uh, wants to identify himself in Christ after he got saved and walk with the Lord. Amen. So, Ethan, would you come down here and uh, we're going to get baptized. Amen. All right. We have Ethan Garcia. Amen. Ethan, are you a little nervous? Yeah, they've been. Amen. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, Ethan, did you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? I did. I did. Amen. Ethan, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus, I'm going to baptize you. Based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Praise God for giving us new life in Christ and has enabled us and accepted us to walk with him. Pray God blesses your week. I'm going to close in prayer. If you're able to make it tomorrow, please come and join us. Sometimes we have no friends, but we're surrounded by people. Good people. Come out, get some good fellowship in with brothers and sisters in Christ. You'll be built up, and you'll be able to build others up as well. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us in our lives. Lord, we are unworthy to be called yours, but yet through the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord, we are born again and adopted into the family of God. I pray, O oh God, that you would take and use our lives. Forgive us for our sins. Help us, Lord, as we stand before you now, Lord, to see you as you are, Lord, on the throne, high and lifted up. Holy, 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 O oh Lord. Lord, I pray that you fill this temple, Lord, our bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit, Lord, with your glory and with your presence. And may all of us
be anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray as we leave these doors that we'll represent the Lord Jesus Christ in every action, deed, and work, and word that we say. We love you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you.